independent and impartial. This is SAFM News. Thank you, Patricia. Good evening. Top stories. A Northwest serial rapist sentenced to five lifetimes and a rhino horn seized at Oartambo Airport. The Northwest High Court sitting in Kharangwa sentenced serial rapist Bungseni Njabulongwenya to five life terms for rape and a cumulative 300 years for other serious offences. The other offences include housebreakings and robbery with aggravating circumstances. Nguenya was found guilty on 39 counts, of which 16 were for rape, 9 for armed robbery, 13 for housebreaking and 1 for attempted murder. Horasan Isitola reports. The court has declared the 24-year-old unfit to possess a firearm. The High Court has also ordered that he be registered in the Register of Sexual Offenders and he has been declared unsuitable to work with children. Gwenya was arrested in September 2018 following a series of crimes reported to the police by his victims. Evidence presented in court revealed that Gwenya broke into his victims' homes at night, threatened them with a firearm, robbed them of TV sets, cell phones and money, and raped them before fleeing the scene. Three of his rape victims were minors, aged 12, 14 and 16. Gauteng police have opened a case of murder and attempted murder following the death of three brothers aged 16, 13 and 6 in Ratanda near Heidelberg. The fourth child, a 10-year-old boy, is in hospital. The four children are alleged to have consumed a poison-infused drink that their father gave to them while preparing for school. Police found the boy's father unconscious at home. He was taken to hospital under police guard. It is alleged that he might be involved in the alleged poisoning of his children. Children. Provincial police spokesperson Brenda Moridil. The four siblings are alleged to have consumed a poison-infused drink. Preliminary investigations led the police to the siblings' home, where on arrival they found the boy's father unconscious in the house. He was taken to hospital under police guard, as it is alleged that he might be involved in the alleged poisoning of his children. The SAPS's forensic specialists were called to the scene for evidence collection. We will await the post-mortem result, which will determine the exact cause of death. Police have seized 26 kilograms of rhino horn at the Oral Tambo International Airport in Johannesburg. They say they received a tip-off from an airport security official of suspicious-looking items in a hand luggage that had been carried by a man who was destined for Singapore. Upon further investigation and interrogation of the 41-year-old suspect, police found the rhino horn in the man's hand luggage. Police spokesperson Athelinda Mate. The horns were seized and the 41-year-old man has been arrested by members of the South African Police Service. Two cell phones found in the possession of the suspect were also confiscated. The man will appear before the Campton Park Magistrates Court on Monday to face a charge of contravention of the Biodiversity Act 10 of 2004, which prohibits the illegal trade of the rhinosaurus horn. Residents of Morukweng village in the northwest have vowed to find the man who raped an 11-year-old girl. A family alleges police told them to find the perpetrator and hand him over when they reported the matter two weeks ago. Villagers say the police do not do their work in the area. On Tuesday, three alleged drug dealers were burnt to death when a crowd set the house the man had fled into on fire in the same village. The mother of the child who was allegedly raped says police have not helped them. We are very disappointed in the police. When we went to the police station to report our missing child, 
They told us that there's a child who's been raped nearby and that we should go by ourselves to check if it wasn't her. It has been two weeks since the ordeal happened and the police have never updated us about the case. We are worried about our child because she has never received counseling. And finally, British prosecutors have charged the U.S. actor Kevin Spacey with five counts of sexual assault against three men. Three complaints relate to sexual abuse, which is alleged to have taken place in London and one in Gloucestershire. He has also he also rather faces an additional serious sexual offence charge in London. Spacey has uh, denied allegations against him. A recap of the top story, the Northwest High Court sitting in Kharangua has sentenced serial rapist Sbongsen in Jabulongwenya to five life terms for rape and a cumulative 300 years for other serious offences. For SFM News, I am Amanda Machaga. Good night. Late Night Conversations. Late Night Conversations. Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Late Night Conversations. This one's going out to the strip joints. Yo, meet me at Susie's Rendezvous. For a go-go bar. I'ma send this one out to the Jimmins Club. Magic City. New York Dogs. Rolex. I be seeing y'all up in there late at night. Ron I understand when your girl's stressing you out. Crazy you know girls. Don't let the ladies fool y'all now, fellas. They be doing the same thing y'all be doing. Turn up my symphony, man. Turn up my symphony. Drop a beat. I'm in paradise. Look at all these crystals. What's up with scores? Straight up, this the new anthem for everybody working hard trying to make that giddy up, money. Giddy up, Check giddy it up, out, giddy up, giddy up. Just cause she dances, go, go. It don't make her a whole no. Maxine, put your retros on horn. We going to the disco. We gonna eat, hilo. To Mexico. Called up my mama, said I'm in love with this stripper, yo. Ten grand, let me see you shake it like you got no bones in your body. And you was made to be a celebrity. Twenty grand, no, it's a sin, but Have you any idea how hard it is? I perplex in 25 positions, but I only work here to pay my tuition. Yo, tantalizing teaser, tabletop pleaser. Give me what I need, uh. MasterCard, a visa. Lap dance, fantasy. Picture us on an all white canopy. Wyclef extended his hand to me, like Billy D said he feeling me. Take me away from here, so far, when they ride horses. No cars, no more stripping. In bars, me and you clap against the odds. Just cause she does go, go. Shoes on, we going to the disco, we gonna eat.
Sitting with your girls front like the Budweiser commercial talking about ah, ah, I don't be going to the strip joints. You lying, man. You be surprised who you see up in there, man. I got one question for you liars, man. Wycliffe Jean saying, perfect gentleman. <laughs> Just because she dances so low. Yeah, it doesn't make her a what? Yes, it doesn't. She's still a lady and uh, uh, someone is in love with her. Today, I, we are talking BDSM sex. What is it? Um, how is it done? Where do you learn more about it? Um, maybe this is something that you are keen into exploring. Or you've explored it already because you're that adventurous. Uh, let's have this discussion. Mm? We're getting into the closet. Let's have this discussion because it's something that a, a lot are keen about. But because of fear of the other partner or uh, fear of not knowing how to do it right, then you don't really know how to play around with it. BDSM, that's what's in the closet. Late Night Conversations, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. This part of the program is not suitable for sensitive listeners and for anyone under the age of 18. Note that the views expressed on this show are not that of the station or the presenter. Closet Conversations. Well, in the Closet Conversation, this is the number you need to keep to interact with us. Give us your experiences. Maybe it is something that you've always longed to do and never had the opportunity and you want to learn more about it. The number to dial is 011-714-2006. And remember, you can be anonymous. You can also send us a WhatsApp on 614 We're going to have two guests and we're going to start off with Mistress Cleo, who's a professional uh, dominatory and a pro dom. She's also the owner of Fetish Haven SA and no stranger to the closet conversation. <laughs> Mistress Cleo, the saucy Mistress Cleo. Oh, good evening. Good evening, darling. <laughs> good evening, good evening, good evening, everyone. How have you been? <laughs> very well. Thank you for having me back. Very, very well. Well, I know when we first spoke, we were at the height of COVID-19 and uh, you were doing some revamps at your establishment. Yes. Um, how 
how has business been? And I, and oh. I ask this genuinely because a lot of businesses have really suffered under COVID-19, but I doubt that uh, a business that has to do with elevating people's moods would ever suffer. I think when people are stressed, the last thing they want to do is really play. So I think we felt it as well. Um, but a lot has happened. Um, we did a documentary with um, called Sex in Afrikaans, which brought a lot of light to the the, the, the BDSM and the fetish and the club and everything else. It's on show Max called Sex in Afrikaans. Um, and yes, yeah, just a lot's been happening. We've done the renovations. We're on a new um, journey. And um, there's new renovations coming up. So yes, we're expanding and we're evolving and that's good. So you've been busy. Congratulations. I'm, I'm happy me. about this. <laughs> I'm ha- okay, so what is the actual name of the documentary? So if people want to get... It's called Sex in Afrikaans. It's on show Mac. The title and is Sex in Afrikaans. Yes, it is. I mean, it it it, it was one of it was done tastefully. It is amazing, wait, wait, and wait, I think wait. anybody that wants to learn about BDSM or kink or fetish or wait, the lifestyle, Mistress, Mistress Cleo, watch it. The yes, title yes. is Sex in Afrikaans. Exactly. Or do we need to translate the word sex? No, 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 no. Ah. Sex in Afrikaans. Simple. Okay. Okay, very, very, <laughs> very. It's excellent. Catchy. It's a good watch. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So let let's go out and watch it <laughs> so that we can get more info. All right, <laughs> we are talking BDSM. Firstly, define it for us for those who don't know what it is, and and uh, yeah, where does it come from? The definition well, and when did it start? Is it a new thing? No, it's as old as the hills. But let me say this. Um, BDSM is a fetish. Like swinging, like anything else, it's a fetish. It falls under the fetish category. The only thing with BDSM is that there's a lot of rules. You know, it's got to be safe. It's got to be sane. It's got to be consensual. Um, BDSM is all about taking control and giving con- uh, giving, uh, giving consen- uh, relinquishing control and um the person taking the control, being in control. So you'd have a dom and a slave, or a dom and a, mistr- and a mistress and a sub, or um, you'd have one person that is in charge and one person that is submissive. So that is really what it is all about. All right. Um, what does it stand for? BDSM. Yeah. Bondage, which is the art of being tied up, be it with rope, be it with straps, be it with um, anything that's restrained. Bondage, discipline is all about dominance, being uh, told what to do, being instructed, being um, somebody that's in charge, again, you know, the power figure. BDSM is um, sadism. S first, okay, S, sadism. Yes, Mm -hmm. which is the person that um, likes to give out pain, that enjoys afflicting pain. And uh, machism is a person that l- enjoys having pain given to them or receiving pain. Um, so that is what it is. All right. So bondage. Um, um, you say bondage then? Bondage. BDSM is bondage, discipline. Mm-hmm. Discipline, sadism, sadism and, and, machism. and machism. Okay. So now that we are a bit more educated about it, <laughs> For a person who's asking themselves, well, what are they talking about? What does it look like? Bondage. What, is it look what does like? bondage look like? What do you do well, when you're engaging? In, because yeah. it's all about restraints. It's all about it's, 
It can be playful. It can be intense. It can be whatever you want it to be. That's the nice thing about BDSM. It's not just hardcore. People think it's all about pain and all of it. It's not. It's beautiful. It can be sensual. It can be sexy. It can be playful. It's not just about pain. That is the thing about BDSM. You know, yes, there's intense stuff and there's hardcore and there's, you know, but it's not just about that. There's so many elements to BDSM that makes it beautiful, you know. And, and uh, uh, do you find that partners uh, who are in a long-term relationship, marriage or so on, come together uh, and say, we want to learn more about BDSM oh, or yes. this is what we enjoy? Or is it a, a partner that runs away from their partner because they're too scared and ashamed to talk about it to their wives or their husbands and they then do it on the side and come to a club? Look, you have both. You have both elements because you must remember you don't always have the same things as your partner. But the nice thing of a relationship or about a relationship is to experience things together. You might not necessarily like it, but you need to respect it. And it's the same within the kink world. You know, I might not like you being caned or you dressing up in drag or whatever, but I will respect it. I might not understand why you do it, but I will respect it. On the other hand, you might not like me being tied up. You might not like me using toys. You might not like me uh, kissing feet, whatever the kink may be. But you need to respect it. You know what I mean? Um, And that's the same in a dynamic. Um, You have couples that want to experience things together because they want to enhance what they have. Relationships do get boring. They, you know, and sometimes people think, okay, well, maybe we should look at other alternatives, like maybe start enjoying. Um, let's see what BDSM is about. Maybe there's something there that we could take to our bedroom and our lifestyle. And, and, and that's what they do. And then you have other partners, even single, single uh, um, um, a lady or guy, who just want to um, expand in their, 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 their play and their kink, you know. Mm. So it, it falls under both, both, both are interested in, 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 in our lifestyle. Now, I want you to take us back to this uh, documentary that you shot at uh, your uh, establishment, Fetish Haven yes. SA. What, was the th- what were some of the discoveries or the things that we should look out for when we're going to this um, you know, documentary? What are we going to learn? What well, you mm. know, what I really liked about it is that it showed the, the negative and the positive sides of everything. And they did it so tastefully. I mean, it was really done nicely. Because what you see there, they're dealing with Afrikaans people. And I think it's not just Afrikaans. It could be any race. We, we have, we're, the way we brought up could be conservative. You know, it's taboo. You know, BDSM, swinging, this lifestyle is taboo. It's known as taboo because people don't accept it. You know, people frown upon it. Um, and, and again, what they don't understand, they can't accept and so they don't like it and it's the whole thing. And this documentary sh- uh, showcased different people in different things and what they liked and what they enjoyed. And I liked what it did. It, it really did it so tastefully. I'm the final episode and they had the after party here. And um, I really, when I watched it, I, I, I mean, I saw things I didn't even know. And, 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 and it's really an eye-opener, you know. And then you have, we had people on the show that were just so negative about everything. But that is how some people are in reality, you know. 
so they didn't shy away and, and put things in a, in, a, in a little corner. They showcased everything. And it's really, really a good watch. It is educational. It will open your eyes. It will really, it is a, you should have a talk just on that documentary. Look, obviously not everyone is into um, exploration when it comes to their sexuality because of uh, society and religion and tradition and so on. However, uh, like you say, we need to respect everyone's opinions. But now when a couple comes together, uh, Mistress Cleo, and the couple is from opposing side, one might want to explore BDSM and the other might not want to explore it. How do you deal with that? Especially if the one partner and Ends up coming, you know, in the lowdown to one to your club at Fetish Haven, and they they're coming and hiding because sure, my wife must never find out, or my husband must never find yeah. out because they're so religious, they're so traditional. Well, look, um, I always tell people, you know, um, this is how I do. When I, for example, if I had a couple that came to me, and maybe the lady wasn't into it, and the guy is, um, I would, I would. The fact that they came to me together tells me that she's prepared to at least experiment and, and, and go a certain distance. And the whole thing is not a pusher, not to, you know, not to pressurize her or one partner into doing something they're not ready for. You know, BDSM or kink is a journey. You know, it's not something you just jump in and decide, oh, you know what, I like this and I like being spanked. Let them experience things at their own pace. And if a partner is coming without the knowledge of the the, the other better half, um, I'm not sure how I would put it, but I well, look, we have people that come to us and the other half doesn't know. And I mean, it's their outlet. It's their way of... Uh, the reason people don't tell their partners is because they're so afraid of losing them. You know, if I say to my, my partner, I love wearing a dress and that, and she's not into it, it could mess up everything that I have. So I'd rather do something this way, um, enjoy my kink, and go home and be with a woman I love. It is I don't classify it as cheating. I, I find it therapeutical that he comes and he dresses and goes back home. Um, that is me. That is my opinion. I, I'm not saying a lot of people might not agree with me. But, uh, you know, there's couples that just don't want to rock the boat. Yeah, you but really uh, don't want to upset the person you love. Because they Mr. might think you're a freak. Yeah, Mr. Yeah, clear, but we need to be honest with each other in these uh, relationships, especially if it's yeah. going to be sexual. Because having a partner who will, you know, who enjoys BDSM or cross-dressing or whatever it is, and they don't let you know when you find out, because you will eventually find out, that relationship is going to end up yeah. on the rocks in no, any case. So honesty should be the best policy, because you end up sharing your most intimate part of life with this person. And if you've got a, a backside um, you know, activity that your partner doesn't know about, ah, that wouldn't be right. That would be... <laughs> Mm. The beauty of BDSM is that it's not sexual. There is no. But, but you are touching. Ninety percent. But, but of the people time. are touching. People are touching. There are emotions that are aroused. 
It's and the true. fact that you are touching true. my partner, let's say this is my partner now, mm. and my, I don't know about it. The biggest sexual organ on us is our bodies, right? Yes. And we agree on that. Our, when someone I touches you, you, you can get aroused. You can even have an orgasm from just being touched on the hand, depending on how oh. you're being touched. And what is being done to you is obviously interacting with your emotions. So, yeah. so, so, so it, it, it is sexual. We, we can't run away from it. Partners need to yeah. be honest with each other. And rather get the rejection because I'm not comfortable with a certain fetish of yours or, you yeah. know, and I then make a decision to say I would not like to be here instead of being with someone who's doing things that I'm yeah. not comfortable with, you know, because, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, a is the lines are open. I want to hear what's your kink. Have you tried BDSM? Wh- who are you? Are you the dominant? Are you the submissive? What are your code words or keywords? You know, do you use colors um, to say, no, red means it's too dangerous or green can go ahead? What is it that you do to uh, spice up things? Have you voyaged into this side of uh, sex, BDSM? That's what we're talking about, Zero one one. 714-2006 or you can WhatsApp 0614-104107 So Mistress Cleo um, yes. what is a dominatrix? This is what you are in a pro-dom explain this to A pro-dom is somebody who charges for her services Okay um, For me I, I've been doing it for like 28 years so um, I mean I've done Europe I've done everything and I own my own club we do uh, workshops we do everything we teach other people um, but a pro-dom is generally a, 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 a mistress or a dominant figure that charges for her, her services or her experience or her time. And that is what we are. All right. So this is what it means. So for a submissive, what happens then? What to a submissive? Is that what you're asking me? The submissive. What happens with the submissive? Is there a certain mindset that a submissive has to have? Um, How do you decide who's who? Well, look, if a submissive came to me, they're usually coming to be dominated. So their whole mindset is servitude. Their whole mindset is to serve me and to be of service, which is basically what, for me and my definition, others might disagree with me, is is a is a sub or a slave or um, you know a, um, a submissive is a, a a person that is their life is about being of service to a dominatrix that is or a dom or be it male or female vice versa that is their purpose is to be dominant they are never you do have occasionally where somebody comes and they want to tell you what to do for me that's uh, what do we call it. Uh, a bottom trying to top or something like that, you know. I mean, they just, um, we're going to clash all the time because they're trying to tell me my job. But mostly submissives are, their their joy comes from being of servitude or being of service to you. Okay. So are BDSM sexual relations limited to heterosexual relationships or even homosexual relationships and and those who want to have a threesome or an orgy can they also engage in bdsm sex if anybody can engage in bdsm bdsm shouldn't uh, your color your sexual preference should not matter it's a kink you know what i mean as long as you respect the kink um 
I can't understand why your, your, your sexual preference should be of any concern or, or any, it should be an issue or your color or whatever. It's, that's, again, my opinion. I don't see well. Does it work well even in, um, in a group setting, group sex setting? I mean, tell us how it works. Um, you can have. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have people that rent my venue and it would be five couples or four couples. So there would be eight people or sometimes five people in the room mm-hmm. and they, it's BDSM. So it's, it's just like-minded people or even a party, you know. So it's just like-minded people enjoying the same kink. Um, you know, uh, tying each other up or spanking or caning or whatever it may be. Um, you know, um, there's, there's no there's no uh, um, number that you, you know, only two people are allowed to play or whatever. There are certain people that only play with each other. Mm-hmm. But in a, I've had people book my venue that are five of them or eight of them and they book the dungeon and they play for a couple of hours and... and, and and that's how it goes. What's in the dungeon? <laughs> Sounds interesting. At a dungeon, a fully equipped uh, dungeon, yes. Okay, so when you say fully equipped, for a person who doesn't know what BDSM like, is. A fully equipped BDSM dungeon would have everything in You know, um, stocks, uh, spanking benches. I mean, mine is fully equipped. So anything you could possibly want to play with, be it toys, nipple clamps, blindfolds, mouth gags, whips, canes, floggers, whatever you could possibly think of is in my dungeon. So when people usually come and rent, they rent a fully equipped dungeon. Mm-hmm. So they can play. All right, let's go to an A-teamer's voice note. Sorry, Angel. I suspect. <laughs> the topics that you choose, La Malaga. Oh, my goodness. BDSM today. Uh, let the children play. Can I just go there? <laughs> And I think this is not for straight folk, but uh, your guest there seems to think it's for everybody. But it's quite common in the LGBTQRP community, the L particularly, uh, and queer people in the LGBTQRP community actually use a lot of sex toys. So I think let just the children play. Let the, let the children play. I owned a sex toy, uh, the Screaming Demon, and the people I used it on found it pleasurable. You know, and when I changed the gears there, it was really, really nice. So, yeah, and other times I'd allow them to actually use uh, strap-on dildos on myself as well. Anonymous. <laughs> For today only. Sibonge. <laughs> Anonymous and your screaming demon. <laughs> so, so, so Anonymous has told us that even in the LGBTQI plus uh, community, um, you know, toys and BDSM is something they venture into. And I'm glad to hear this. So, Mistress Clea, where can our A-teamers uh, get to um, know more? And if they want to come to your venue, Fetish Haven, um, what are the contact details? Um, they could, uh, we have a Facebook page, we have a Twitter page, which is Betty Shaven does Um, and, um, or they could just call me even. I don't mind, um, 076-670-0480. They could come, they could visit the club. Every weekend we have events. Fridays and Saturdays, every weekend we have events. And they are more than welcome. They could call me. I could give them a complimentary entry, um, for being on the show. Um, so, yeah. With pleasure. 
All right. Uh, thank you very much for those complimentary entries, eh, teamers? Good luck. Enjoy yourselves. <laughs> thank you, Mistress Cleo. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Late Night Conversations, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. This part of the program is not suitable for sensitive listeners and for anyone under the age of 18. Note that the views expressed on this show are not that of the station or the presenter. Closet Conversations. Well, we are still talking about BDSM and your sexual life, your fetishes, your kinks, the things that you do. And I'd like to hear from you on 0614104107. Our next guest is Mistress Salsa, who's a pro-dom, dominatrix, a disciplinarian, BDSM practitioner, and she is joining us on the line. Mistress Salsa, thank you very much for joining us. Good evening. You're most welcome. Good evening. So with you being a BDSM practitioner, does that mean you teach people more about BDSM? It means I hold sessions with clients that come in from from around the globe as well as interprovincial. Uh, people come to me from all from various different countries and, and states and looking for a BDSM experience. Um, I have couples that come to me want, wanting to spice up their marriages um, with something a bit different. And I have a very discreet um, set of, of rooms, a dungeon, which is the um, all your torture equipment and so on, whips and chains and all that exciting stuff. I have a boudoir room, which has a voyeur's corner, as well as a cage under the bed and a cross. So you have what you call cuckolds, which is somebody that wants to watch their partner with somebody else. And you have voyeurs and exhibitionists, somebody who wants to watch, somebody who wants to be watched. Um, the couples come and they do, you know, I'll play with them with toys and things like that, do different things with them. Um, I even have a little garden set up outside that I'll chain them to the tree and and play with them on the grass and so on. Um, every room has possibilities. I have a prison cell and a a um, even the shower room has possibilities. But you would never guess it from the just from the street because it just looks like an ordinary suburban house. How does that sound? <laughs> well, for one who who who's, who has never explored this side of life, um, I'm, I'm I'm still caught on the word torture that you used earlier. But you're also saying I play with them. So these couples and people who come in get the experience of playing with you as a practitioner. Well, when I say I play with them, I am in charge. So I will orchestrate the scene and what goes on when they are here. And whether they, some of them, um, oh, the one thing I left out is the cross-dressing room. So your transvestites come here as well. And I have a full setup for them. I'll get, I'll get back to that in a moment. Um, so couples will come here and say, we fantasize about this or that, and I will put together a scene for them. Um, for instance, I had one. Can I can I give you an example? Yeah, go ahead. I had one couple who come to me, and um, they 
they like to discuss the scene beforehand and then they'll come in and we'll, we'll use the, the toys and so on. Uh, I'll do bondage, so I'll tie her up and put a blindfold on and then tease her a little bit. Well, and and um, you need to get into details. What do you mean, please? Uh, <laughs> so there's nipple torture and there's, um, you know, there's, you you have different things like your floggers and your um, your little bit of pain here and there, wax play, so a bit of heat and a bit of ice and a bit of something soft, all the different textures, the sounds. When you're blindfolded, everything becomes magnified. So you know every every step, every creak, every sound that you hear suddenly becomes exciting and it's engaging your all your senses when you cut one sense off the others become heightened and your adrenaline endorphins are just pumping through your body so it's really exciting um and i this couple will come and do different things so what what we decided last time they've been discussing possibly bringing someone else into the scene with them and so her husband said, well, let's pretend that someone else is here. And I, um, at the end of the session, she was blindfolded. I said, right, now we've been talking about that, and I have someone else who's going to join you for a few minutes. And she went, oh, okay. And um, I went and, and opened and closed the door. And I shouldn't give all my secrets away. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, we do sometimes have other people joining, but this was just a fantasy. Mm. And to see how she'd respond in this instance. And he came into the room, and um, he he engaged with her a little bit. I'm not going to go into that. Um, he engaged with her a little bit, and she they were both very around. Why are you not going, going into things? Why are you holding back? <laughs> we're in the closet. I think that's, that's, that's beyond. We're in the that's closet, and we're not mentioning place. names. We're not mentioning <laughs> names. So, um, so <laughs> you know, they, they were both very aroused by that. But mm-hmm. the crux of the thing is I have couples who've been married for 24 years, 18, 16 years, and they come to me and they go, wow, you know, you actually, you saved our marriage because the fact is that that in order to do something like this, you have to have very strong communication and and talk about what your needs are, what you, what you want to do, what your expectations are, and what your limits are. This isn't too, this is too much for me, or I thought I could go there, but... I'm not quite sure anymore. You've got to really talk to your partner. And so it actually builds very strong relationships through something like this. So the next step for for them would be to bring a transgender person in. They want to play with somebody that um, was assigned a certain sex at birth and doesn't um, identify with that sex. She has she identifies as female. She wasn't born that way. And um, they they want to play with her a little bit. And this person has, still has the male genitalia, but she has beautiful breasts. She's absolutely gorgeous. And um, that's something exciting that they think that they would like to explore. And but for each one, there's something different. I have a prison cell, so somebody would like to be hung off the wall and and standing on maybe just their tiptoes, just touch, barely touching the floor. And if they have a hood and blindfold on, so you can't, they don't know what's happening. If they feel something poking them or touching them, they don't know what's coming at them. And that's just 
all your senses are screaming out with excitement and, and sometimes fear. I love their fear. It's very exciting for me. <laughs> I'm a sadist. <laughs> All right, all right. Hey, teamers, let's hear from you. Now uh, we've heard from Mistress Cleo and now we're hearing from Mistress Salsa. Hey, it's an interesting world. The world of kink, BDSM. That's what we're talking about. 011-714-2006 or WhatsApp 614 Let's go to your voice notes. Hi, Miss Tully. Where are these people, these doctors and the one that was dealing with the LGBTIs? Please, can you just give us the addresses and location? We are dear, lonely here. We just need someone who can help us more. How to play with ourselves. All right, Atima. All right, all right. Uh, Mistress Cleo was, uh, you can Google Fetish Haven SA, and uh, that's how you can get in touch with her. Um, Mistress Salsa, give us your contact details, please, because our Atima is crying about loneliness and they want to learn new things. Oh, then she ought to come here. She'll love it. It's, um, the number is 83 Again, that's 083-355-0155. Or they can message me on BDSM at mistresssalsa.co.za. All right. Okay. Um, Now, in terms of... Uh, Now you've spoken about a couple that is um, both willing and open to do a process together and have this uh, experience together. But there are other couples who are in hiding. And I asked the same question from uh, Mistress Cleo. I mean, if one partner is in hiding, then how does the other partner deal with it? Should they be telling? Should they not be telling? Um, And still live, uh, I'd call it a double life, one where the partner thinks uh, this person does not engage in BDSM and behind closed doors they do? I think that open communication is always the better way. Some people are in marriages that the partner will never accept the other side of themselves and you know the other the interests of the other person. Um, but you should you should cautiously express an interest. You know, gee look did you see that on T V on on you know, your Netflix has a lot of things on, so maybe did you see that on Netflix? That's banking. I thought that looked quite nice. What do you think? You know, and and see if the there's a little spark and something happens, and start to engage with your partner in this way. And if they shut you down completely and they're not interested, well, then you know that that's not something for them. And I do have people that come here without their spouse's knowledge because they have something within them that they need to to get out and it, this is a safe space a place that you can come and explore all of that um, there is a very strong distinction between your ladies that offer their bodies and I do what's called CSNM clothed female naked male or NF naked female um, ladies are always welcome to um and so they, if you have that within you, it never really goes away. And if your partner isn't open to the communication and, and you're exploring it, then you do need to do something about it. So that it's not a sexual space. It's a very sensual, sexy space. Let's go to another voice note. 
Misalsa, Patricia, and the A-teamers, my question is, how do you, how do they consider the issue of safety? Because others want to be choked, you know. Sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm just imagining that sometimes you must choke someone to death, or maybe torture someone's private parts and they die. How do they deal with the issue of safety? That's my concern. Wow. Sure. Yeah, okay. it's a good question. So, I mean, sure. My, my, so my brain is have... very vivid, and I'm thinking about the traumas that could happen. Okay, so we have what's called SSD, Safe, Sane, and Consensual, and RAC, Risk-Aware Consensual Kink. And Safe, Sane, and Consensual means that their safety and their sanity, I must be gauging all the time. I read the body language. If I'm giving a caning, I'm watching their breathing, I'm watching, feeling the skin, I'm, I'm watching their body language very carefully. And I've had people who want to go, I'm very sadistic, but I've had people that want to go to a point where I didn't feel that it was, even if it was consensual, that it was that same anymore, and I cut to that point because their safety is important to me. I have to make sure that they are, are at all times in a safe space. And those people that play with breast play, they are should be experienced or have been taught how to do that and not just go ahead and do dangerous things. It's not about hurting someone. The distinction between abuse and what we do is that it is safe, sane, and consensual. And even if it's rack, risk-aware, consensual, kink, so that's when you do get bruises or maybe a little bit bleeding or something like that, they're aware of the risk and you're still managing it so that it doesn't become abusive. Mm. All right. So it, it's more communication that will get you to a place where everything All is just time. okay. Communicate, All communicate, time. communicate. That's why it's negotiated so carefully up front. And you ask about, you ask about, you give a safe word, you ask about health, you ask about phobias. I had somebody who'd been held up and so he couldn't have a hood over his head because that made him claustrophobic and brought back bad memories. But I had a young lady who had been raped and she came to me. She wanted to learn to get back in touch with her body and to enjoy her sensuality. And so I was able to show her the pleasures of, of moving away from the trauma and back towards slowly engaging with herself. Mm, mm. So sometimes you can actually liberate yourself from uh, certain issues um, or traumatic past issues by experiencing new sexual things like BDSM. Yes, through, mm. through a space that you can come that you know that you're safe and you're nurtured. As much as I'm a sadist, I'm a, it's a very strange combination. I, I also have their best interests at heart. And so you you show a person how to the things that will, will arouse them but will help them to disassociate from the bad memories. There's a lot of psychology that goes into it. Each person is individual and different to the next one. And you need to to understand the workings of the person's mind and be able to work with that and with the energies in the room. It sounds a little airy fairy, but that is how it is. It, it's there's a lot of understanding the dynamics of how people think and so on that goes into it. It's not just 
picking up a stick and whacking you. And, you know, if, if you're tied down, well, then you can't stop me. That's not what it's about. How expensive are the sessions? Um, well, I'm not going to give my pricing structure. No, no, no. Over, well, but, I'm but, just saying, I mean, but, is it affordable? Can anyone just uh, come or is it something you need to budget for? It is something when you come to me that some people need to budget for, yes. Okay. Um, if you go to the parties, such as Fetish Haven or UVDSM, or um, there's another one on the last Saturday of every month, I think. If you um, go to the parties, you will see that um, that they are far more that they are affordable. If you don't mind being in a very public setting, my space is more exclusive and more affluent, and so it it, it does take a little bit of saving up. Um, it's, it's a fairly expensive operation to run. You know, there's all sorts of toys and furniture and clothing and things that, that people have you, you have to have. Um, if you look on something called fetlife.com, not just coza.com, you will be able to meet up with other like-minded people on there as well. It's sort of like a dating app, but it shows you where the parties are, the events are as well. And right. um, what I didn't mention to you is that I have, I started, I touched on it, is that I have a cross-dressing room, which is, you know, your RuPaul-style dressing room with all the lights. I have that and shoes and wigs and makeup and clothing and lingerie for transvestites, men who like to dress as women. And people have all sorts of misconceptions about that, but I have lots of sexy people of every age, ethnicity, and and they come through and we I dress them up and I do a transformation for them. Oh, okay. So interesting. Else. Very interesting. Well, thank you so very much, uh, Mistress Salsa, for uh, joining us this evening. It was quite informative. Thank you. I appreciate your time. Have a good evening. Yo, Atimus. Mm. Hey, the things that are happening out there in the streets. And for the ATM who's crying of loneliness, well, you've got the contact details and they've even given you a website to get in touch with like-minded people so you can, you know, take those blues away. But in everything that you do, please be safe. Please be safe. Please be safe. That's all I urge you. Um, safety first for your emotions, for your mental health, for your spiritual health, and for your physical health. All right, that sums up a late night conversation for this week. We'll be back on Monday again, but we are available on social media platforms at SAFM Radio, at Patricia N. Dooley, using hashtag SAFMLNC. From us, may goodness and grace lead you all to the great heights of success. <laughs>